0: So we are in Matthew chapter 7. I want to pray and then I want to get into the word, okay? Father, we thank you, Lord, for your presence here this morning. We thank you for the opportunity to get together and to hear your word and to be encouraged. Holy Spirit, uh, we ask you to preach the sermon to each of our hearts as you desire. Holy Spirit, please give me the ability to get this word across that you placed on my heart and then place it as you desire, Lord. Encourage, build up, uh, uh, tear down lies of the enemy, Lord. Set people free, Father. Uh, Build up, bring revelation of Jesus as you love to do. Holy Spirit, do what you want to do this morning. I thank you, Father, for it. Thank you, Lord, for the power of your word, Jesus. Amen and amen. So we're in Matthew chapter 7. Let me read this verse. Because I, I, this is a little strange of a verse, but uh, I want to talk to you about coming into a greater prosperous season of uh, 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 the blessed life that he has for you in 2023. I believe that 2023 is a year of breakthrough and expansion for each of us, and I want to prepare you to be able to walk in that fully. So let's begin here in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. It says, do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it's going to be measured to you. Now, that's not a common verse that you hear connected with uh, prosperity and blessing and expansion and growth and things like that. But I want you to focus in on something here. So we're going to read this and remember that second statement here. He says, don't judge, or you too will be judged, for in the same way that you do to others, it's going to be done to you. With the measure you use, it's going to be measured to you. So Jesus here, this is the Sermon on the Mount, and he's just going through, kind of laying out what the kingdom of God actually looks like. And he's saying don't trip up by being judgmental because when you do, you open doors of judgment upon yourself because what you open yourself up to, what you give, you will also receive. What you pour out to the measure that you pour out these things is also the measure that will be poured back to you. So be careful what you measure out and how much you measure out when you measure it out. Luke 6 gives the same instance, but Jesus adds a little bit more to it here in Luke's account of of this. Uh, Luke 6, verse 37, he says, Do not judge, and you'll not be judged. Do not condemn, and you'll not be condemned. Forgive, and it will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you, a good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So he goes there and he expands it greatly. To what you receive, give. And to the extent that you are able to give, you will receive. The measure you use in giving will be also the measure you receive, you you, you are is used towards you in receiving. Now, you'll notice that in both of those verses, uh, money is never mentioned. It mentions giving, but giving is not necessarily money. I think often in our Western mindset, when we hear giving, we automatically equate that with, with dollar bill signs. But giving is not necessarily equated with finances. Giving can be done in a bunch of different ways. Uh, I want you to think about things that you give. Things that you give. Uh, Here's some of the things I wrote down. Uh, You may be thinking something differently. I wrote down time. Time is a biggie that you can give. You give your time to things. You give your time to your family. You give your time to Jesus. You give your time uh, to yourself. You give your time to... Uh, others to service to work you you give your time Uh, you give your money you give which we've already talked about you give joy you can give joy or you can give not joy Uh, you can uh, be a pain or you can bring healing these are things that you can give you can give pain or you can give healing you can give grace and mercy and forgiveness or you can withhold and not give grace mercy and forgiveness you can give love actually any of the fruits of the spirit are things that you can give they're things that you show kindness love patience goodness self-control they're all things that you give towards others and yourself but you give them to the measure that you give is the measure that you will receive So if you want big, you've got to be willing to give big. I found that often my prayers are like at this level. But my obedience in this area sometimes is at this level. And I'm like, Jesus, this is what I'm, give me, give me, Lord. Pour unto me of your abundance, Jesus. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. According to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, 4.19, you know. But then when he says, okay, Matt, I want you to sow, I want you to do. Okay, Lord, you know, you know I'm needy, Father, so I'm just going to give. And yet I am anticipating, I'm like, God, why do you never give me what I'm asking for? You never answer my prayers and he's like, son, because you are measuring out an eighth of a cup, and you're expecting five quarts back. <laughs> the word says, according to what is measured and what is given, it will be measured back to you. I had this vision. You know, we, we do our, um, we do our um, what's it called, David, where we pray? Boiler room. Thank you very much. That wasn't David, but thank you, <coughs> Aaron. We do our boiler, boiler room on Sunday mornings. We've been doing it now for a few months now, and I, I enjoy it. I enjoy getting in there, and uh, sometimes it's difficult to say, okay, I need to go in there and just pray in tongues for 30 minutes because I've got things I've got to do, but I, I've gotten used to setting aside and going in there and praying for 30 minutes, and uh, most Sundays I feel great after doing it. There's only been a couple Sundays where I've been like, wow. Uh, I'm in the middle of a tough, and this is, I'm I'm sure it helped me get toward it, but it didn't break me through like I wanted it to. But this morning I was in there, and David said, okay, now we're going to begin to pray over the sanctuary in tongues, and just uh, seek the Lord on what you need to pray about. And uh, I just saw... uh, I, I had a kind of a slight repeat of the vision that I had back in 2014, which I know I've told you about, and uh, you can look it up. I'll send you the link if you want me to where I talk about the whole vision. But basically, it is um, about the warehouses of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and the angel coming and dumping the gold uh, over people. And I, I, I wanted it a, a lot, and I couldn't get it across. I couldn't get the gold out. I could see there was bazillions, and I couldn't get it out. And the Lord said, you know, uh, basically I'm going to teach you how to do this, and it's going to be good. So in this vision today, uh, I saw a bunch of angels, and there was a ton of them. And I was up above the church looking in, and there were a ton of angels standing over the crowd, over each section. And there were tons of barrels of gold, just barrels of gold. And they were dumping the barrels of gold. And so gold was just falling everywhere in the sanctuary. And I was like, how cool is that, that that everybody's needs are getting met? And then I looked down at the people, and some people had this one. Some people had this one. Some people had, you know, all the way up to, there was a few people with buckets about this size catching it. Gold's falling like crazy. Gold's going everywhere, and they're being able to catch to the extent that they're ready to receive. And I'm like, dang, Lord, (laughs) I I want this easy. I just want it just poured out. You know, I want healings poured out, revelations, breakthrough, setting people free, setting captives free, prosperity, blessings, uh, Jesus poured out in the way that you want. You know, like he walked around and he did all these great things on earth. And, And I'm like, Lord, how do I help this person that just has an eighth of an inch and that's all they can receive right now? because i know that you want to give more because i saw the gold pouring out all around them i mean their seat their floor and they were just happy content with their little seeping or you know heaping over gold eighth of a cup and so i had prepared this sermon before i did this so i want to uh, encourage you The Lord's desire is to increase. I kept hearing that in word. And I kept hearing that word over and over again. Increase. 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 So it wasn't a judgment word at all. It was more of a, I'm going to meet you where you are. And I'm going to encourage you and prod you and strengthen you and call you into a place of increase. So that you move from your one cup to your 1.5 quarts because I got more for you and when you're, when you're there then I'm gonna prod you to get up to the five quarts and then I'm gonna prod you to get, I'm sorry, the three quarts and then I'm gonna prod you to get up to the five quarts and then on and on and on. I'm gonna prod you so that you can have more and more increase of everything that I am. See the gold is Jesus, it's not just money. M- money is what we use down here on earth to barter between each other, between time, work, energy equals material things. I mean, that's all that is. This is about the goodness and everything of Jesus. It can be material things, it can be spiritual things. it can be soul, it can be whatever you're going to need for that day today. Jesus has it for you and wants to pour that down upon you. On a side note, when I was looking for these things, I asked Linda if she had a uh, bushel basket. Are you guys familiar with a bushel basket? That used, used to be the weight of measure of grain and vegetables and things like that. It was a bushel, a bushel of corn or a bushel of apples or a bushel of wheat. When our girls were young... I would sing this song over them, and I think Jill sang it as well. It was one of my favorite songs. I mean, I would hold them like the little baby that's in the back. always out there right now, Zach's Zach's little boy. Um, I would sing over this baby, or sing over my daughters. Oh, I love you, a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, and a hug around your neck, a hug around your neck, and a barrel and a heap, a barrel and a heap, and I'm walking in my sleep about you. About you, oh, I love you a bushel and a peck. You bet your pretty neck, I do. Do 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 Now, I used to sing that. I sing that. I mean, I'm my oldest is 24, so I've been singing that song for a long time. And I'm sure when our grandkids come, whenever they come, we'll be singing that as well. Okay, Jill's grandma sang it to her. That's how it came into our family. Because I didn't grow up with it. It just kind of came into us. So I probably picked it up from Jill. But a bushel is that basket. So two, two pints is a quart. Eight quarts is a peck. Four pecks is a bushel. Ten pecks and two and a half bushels is a barrel. These are all weights. You <laughs> know, just ever-increasing weights of how much I love you. To them, whoever wrote the song, it meant something. To me, it was just words, a bushel and a peck. I was thinking a peck was just like a little tiny pinch. <laughs> no, a, a peck's actually it's eight quarts. This is uh, five quarts. This is three quarts. So it would be these two together would be a peck. So just the size of understanding, uh, even, even in that song, I was uh, expecting to give less love than what I was actually saying, you know, my interpretation. Just a side note of that. So we, we give and we get measured back to us to the extent that we are able to give. How is this? Well, it's because of our heart location. We give out of our heart. And if we're only able to give out of our heart an eighth of a cup, the Lord can only give back to us because our heart is only open that amount if our heart is wide open to the Lord and we're just able to to give out the five quarts just left and right, man, he is pouring down upon us because our heart is open to receive. Jesus wants our hearts open. He wants our hearts open so that he can love us. Our giving often dictates the extent of our receiving. Again, we look at giving related to money, but giving goes beyond that. But giving is about the heart. And money at times is connected to that. You know, when, um, when Jill and I got engaged, I got a ring, and it was all I could afford. I was a very poor missionary in both uh, actuality and thought because I I was poor in my belief and poor in my finances and uh, I went to the store and I I went to the jewelry store there in her hometown and I said you know I need to buy a ring Uh, I need to basically just give a promise ring at the moment because we're not officially engaged we'll get engaged later on Uh, but I want to give her something and uh, what's your price range well I have $80 so I got a point diamond promise ring I mean it's a like you got a magnifying glass to get it down there and then we got engaged and uh, i had a borrowed ring that my sister sent over to give to her on the mission field when we got engaged and uh, then we were married and uh, we were married for close to seven years and we came back to the states and we had by faith bought a house i had never owned a house before and it was a $25,000 house, and uh, the note was going to be $356 a month, and that was a complete step of faith to do that. Uh, That scared me because, I mean, we had lived on $1,000 a month uh, support, and you never knew when support was going to come in and when it wouldn't. And, you know, I was still down here. I may have been at a a quarter of a cup at that point. And uh, the Lord uh, led us, and we went ahead, and we bought the house, and we... Uh, put a ton I put a ton of sweat equity into it and fixed it up and we put another fifteen thousand dollars into it, and then we sold it eventually a couple years later for fifty six thousand dollars so my net profit on it was sixteen thousand which isn 't bad for a uh, flip you know uh, we didn 't intentionally go into it at that point to flip it, but it just kind of the Lord worked it out. so it was at that point that i said i 'm buying my wife a ring Because I've got money now that I've earned, that I have put my time and energy into. This isn't support money that I've raised. This is something that I have put myself into. So this ring has value to me. And it's something that she wants, and I bought that ring for her out of that. I gave out of something that cost me. It wasn't the money. It was my heart pouring out. Do you understand the difference? It came out in the form of money buying a ring, and the ring was placed on our finger. But it was actually my heart pouring out that was the value. Okay, so when we're talking about giving, we're really talking about the, our heart pouring out to what measurement our heart is able to pour out when we're talking about giving. Whether it's money, love, kindness, friendship, whatever it is. Okay? King David, when, uh, the, when he had judged of the Lord, King David um, asked the Lord what he needed to do. The Lord told him to go to this one place uh, by the threshing floor and do a sacrifice there, and it would be stayed. It would be forgiven. And so he went there, and the guy was like, no, 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 who am I to charge you? Uh, Howbeit me here, you can just have it. And David said, I cannot sacrifice something to the Lord that has cost me nothing. I'm not a victim, I'm not needy, I appreciate your willingness to give, but I have to give to the Lord out of my heart. And that cost me, I think it was 50 shekels, whatever he did to, to buy the threshing floor. So I said, he said, I want to give, but I want to give out of my heart, which cost me. So he goes in and does that. to come into a prosperous season to come into greater increase that the Lord has for us because i believe he is pouring out upon us greater and greater measure all the time according to his word to come into that better season we have to be willing to shift and move up in our willingness to give to move to a higher level of giving i can't expect higher level of increase if I'm not willing to move up in my level of giving. I can remember one time I was praying for my neighbors because I lived in an apartment building. And I was like, oh Jesus, there's so many unsafe people around me. Lord, send someone to share the gospel with them. Well, you know where this is going. And he said, why, don't you, why do you think you live there? I mean, it was a real simple... Question back to me. Are you willing to give? I want to reap. I want to have the great testimonies and the great stories of the provision of the Lord. I want to have the Moses miracle moments. But I only want to give. Right here. And the Lord says, well, I will move you into the place where you will walk and you will see great and marvelous things. But you're going to have to be willing to move up in your scale of sacrificial giving because sacrificial giving it begins as a sacrifice and then it turns into a joy if you're still sacrificing at the same level you and you've been sacrificing at that level there's an attitude and a a revelationship that has to take place in your heart because you're seeing it in in a wrong way and you've got to begin to see the joy of giving You know, the Bible says in Galatians 6, 7, and implies it in Luke six thirty eight that whatever you sow, you're going to reap. To the extent you are measured out, to the, you'll, okay. So whatever you're sowing, your time, your talent, your treasures, what measure are you sowing that, and what expectation are you have to reaping How many of you want to change in 2023 to get out of the level or the place you're in right now? That's where it begins. You got to say, okay, I I don't want to be here. So, what does it mean, Lord? What do I need to sow into? What do I need to measure out? How can I measure out to get me out of this and move into this? I'm lonely, Lord. Well, so into social situations. But I'm uncomfortable doing that. Then enjoy being lonely. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, Lord, I, I want a better job than so into increasing, bettering yourself, finding a better in, uh, position, getting in a higher education. Um, Increasing your resume, looking around, believing for something better—so into that, well, Lord, I'll just, I'll just be happy here. Lord, I'm poor. Then, so into ways that the Lord can bless you: finding a better job, getting an increased education, read a book, change an attitude, get a friend with somebody who isn't poor, and see how they think differently. Do what's needed to do. Give to others. It's amazing how the Lord can break through and begin to lead you into increase if you're willing to go, okay, I'm no longer satisfied here with one-eighth of a cup. Increase, the Lord says. Increase comes from putting good seed into good soil. This is your heart. Your heart increases, and you're able to receive more by having good seed going into good soil. If you turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy is in the Old Testament. It's the fifth book. Chapter fifteen. Deuteronomy chapter 15, beginning with verse 7. Now, this is a unique scripture, uh, and I, I think we should go back to this. This may affect our uh, economy in unique ways, but it's the calling about the, the year for the canceling of debt every seven years. It just means that your mortgage and everything would only be seven, seven years long, or six and a half years long, not seven or not 30, you know, like it is now. Uh, but the whole, the whole point was, we're going to start over and everybody's going to start over in the seventh year, okay? So then God begins to declare and to walk them through some laws to help them walk this out because this, they weren't doing this from a, from a changed heart. They were being instructed on how to live generously from a heart that was unchanged, Okay? So he had to define laws and make it pretty clear for them. Uh, Verse 7, he says, If there's a poor person among your brethren in any of the towns of the land that your Lord is giving you, notice, I gave you the land, do not be hard-hearted, why would they be hard-hearted, or tight-fisted towards your poor brother. Okay, do you see how he's talking to their heart there? Telling them to relate to their poor brother, someone who is less fortunate as them, realizing you all got this, the Lord gave you what you have. So don't be hard, don't harden your heart, blind yourself to the need, or tight fisted, I'm not going to give. So don't do that. Rather, verse 8, be open handed, give, and freely lend him whatever he needs. Remember how Jesus said, freely as you, you have received, freely give right so there are four ways to develop this heart of generosity to move up and move up in the level of increase of being able to give and receive from the lord and the first one is found right here in verse 9 and it deals it is deal with your selfish heart point number 1 is deal with your selfish heart okay and we see in verse 9 be careful not to harden uh, I'm sorry, be careful not to harbor this wicked thought, the seven years coming, the year for canceling toward the debt of the needy, so I'm not going to give him anything. You know, it's say it's a uh, November of the sixth year, and you s- run into unexpectedly your needy brother who needs a thousand dollars. He's trying to keep his job, but the car broke down. And he needs $1,000 for repair. And you're like, I can't help him because starting next month, all debts are forgiven and he may not pay me back. This is what practically it's saying. And Jesus is saying here, remember guys, you got it all anyway. It was all given to you. I just... Remember, you were slaves and I, I brought you out and led you out and gave you victory and gave you this wealthy land. I gave it all to you anyway. So instead of looking at it that way, look at it and go, oh, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to sow into my brother. Be open-hearted about it because our selfish hearts hinder us from walking in the fullness of the blessing. Our selfish hearts keep us down small. We have to deal with the selfishness that we find in our hearts. Now, if you're born again, of course you have a new heart. And a heart that has moved to probably a generous heart from a selfish heart. But there's times of having to still walk that out. Sometimes it creeps up. The old man creeps up and says, Oh, are you sure about that? Are you sure? You know, what about your needs? You know, things like that that it'll say to you. So God sees selfishness as wickedness. Why does God see selfishness as wickedness? Because selfishness is not the character of the Father. The Father gave. Gave, 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 gave. And selfishness comes from a stance of I need to hold on to because there's not enough. I need to protect myself. It's mine. And he's like, you know, I am more than capable of taking care of you, more, more than capable of giving to you. So break free from that poverty of bondage, uh, poverty. Uh, I'm sorry, bondage of poverty, greed, or the flesh that leads to selfishness, and get that heart of love. Now, let me uh, caveat in here that self-love is not selfishness, Okay? And if you don't understand what I mean, we can have a talk and I can explain it to you. But self-love, where you are taking care of your needs and loving yourself as the Father has loved you, is not selfish. Okay? But we don't want to be in selfishness because it hinders us from being able to receive all that the Lord has for us. Now, whenever we talk about money, and I think the last time I talked about money, we were in the other building, so it was three years ago, over three years ago, because I remember the other stage, and I was talking about uh, first-fruiting, about God being faithful in the past, being faithful in the present, and being faithful in the future, and I can picture the stage as I was doing that. I've done that here a little bit, but when I really preached about it and did a whole series on it was back then. So it's been three years. So I don't talk about it often uh, because I do not believe that, that, and I don't want you to think... Uh, that the Lord really needs your money. He's not so desperate uh, for you that we have to get up here and uh, whatever it's called, beat the, beat the something uh, to get, get you to give. God gave and he encourages us to give. God naturally, his character is just giving. Man, he just loves you. He gives. He just gives and gives and gives and gives and gives. And he likes us to walk in that same character because then we reflect him. God so loved the world that he gave so that we could take and hold on to. No, he actually says, go ye therefore into all the world and give. Give. Share the gospel. Lay hands on the sick. Everything that you have freely received, go give it. Yeah, give it away. Have fun. Woo, be one of those uh, crazy millionaires or billionaires. Just give things away, you know. I'm talking about balance, of course. When we give, it breaks us out of selfishness, greed, and fear. When we give, it breaks us out of that. And God doesn't want us in those bondages because those bondages of selfishness, greed, and fear keep us here so that when He's pouring out blessing, all we have is a half of a cup. He wants us to break us into what He has for us. Now, this is not the get-to-give message because the get-to-give message is, you know, if you give God, you'll get All that message is, is my selfishness just, I'm giving so that I get. There's no change of heart there. There's no giving like Jesus, where you give sacrificially expecting nothing in return and man, the Lord just surprises you. So I think I've shared with you the testimony of when I was a a 20-something year old, fresh on on the mission field, and I spent like my third month I was there, I spent my $300, $300, which was a lot, because I think I only made like six or seven. And I spent 300 and bought this really cool boom box. I mean, this is the not early, this is 90, maybe 92. So I had a boom bo- I mean like a big old boom box, you know. You guys remember what boom boxes, cassette deck, J- JVC? I mean, it was like, the, oh, man, was it a beaut. I, just beautiful, I loved it. It had my heart. Right after that, I had met a new, new kid in youth. His name was Xenia. And uh, he, in the conference, I was a youth pastor in, in the conversation. He was talking about how his apartment had just been robbed that he lived in with his mom. It, they had a one-room apartment. Like, it had a kitchen, bathroom, and then one room. They did everything in that one room. Slept, ate all their clothes, everything. It, that apartment had gotten robbed, and his Sonny, not Sony, his Sonny radio player had been stolen. And I was like, Lord, that is terrible, Father. Can you give me, I don't know, can you give me the money so that I can go and buy him a new sunny radio at the market? And the Lord said, you know, Matt, why don't you go ahead and give him your $300 JVC? And I said, get thee behind me. I literally did. I was like, that can't be God because God doesn't ask things like that. And for three days, I did not talk to Jesus. And finally, on the third day, I said, you know what, Lord? I'm willing to be willing. And if you want me there, you're gonna have to change my heart because my heart isn't there, but I'm willing to go there if you'll change my heart. And poof, man, this thing came over me. I'd like bounced with joy into the living room, boxed that sucker up, called him and said, I'm coming over. We, I went over to his house, gave it to him. It happened to be like, uh, I think it might have been my birthday when I gave it to him. Yeah, I think it was my birthday when I gave it to him, and, which blew him away and he had his other friend there and the three of us, we just had a, celebrated my birthday with a little Russian cake and I gave him a gift. I mean, it was just, but it marked it. And you know what? I never got another JVC radio, but I tell you what I did get. I got 31 years of the best friend in the world. This guy, we still talk regularly. I talked to him yesterday. He is this massive joy in my life. Genya. he's been here a couple times. You know, he's a really goofy guy. He lives up in Wisconsin now. Uh, Just a great friend. And that is far better than me holding on to that 300 bucks, dear God. I'd invest 300 bucks any day to gain a friend that's your best friend for 31 years. Now, if I was given, oh, Lord, I'm given this 300 because I expect a, a, a better JVC, then I'm just given to get, I'm still in the selfishness that I'm not gonna fr- receive the blessing that Jesus has for me, which was the life partner friend for all these years. Amen. Number two, so the first one is deal with the selfishness in your heart. When that selfishness comes up, deal with it. Say, okay, that's not the heart Jesus gave me. I'm going to get past this and I'm going to give sacrificially whatever that is to give. Number two, you can find in Deuteronomy 15.10. It says, give generously to this guy and do so without a, a grudging or begrudging heart. Do this without a grieving heart. And I think number two is deal with the grieving heart. Deal with the grieving heart. So the first one happens, number one, uh, the selfish heart happens before you give. It's the, oh, I don't know if I want to give. Oh, You know, that'll cost me. The second one happens after you give. It hits you and you go, oh, no. What did I just do? How many have ever given, the Lord's led them, and they gave at a higher level, and right after that, something broke? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I don't know You know what that is. That's just the Lord saying, hey, you're going to trust me? You're going to try to solve this on your own, or are you going to keep your eyes on me? Do you trust me that now that you have moved up higher in your sacrificial giving that I can't take care of you at a higher level? Are you able to receive at the level that you sacrificially gave? You know, sometimes when you're, you're preaching, wild thoughts go through your head. And most of the time you can just ignore them. But I just had this thought that go through my head about lunch today that I totally forgot to bring uh, any cash to pay for lunch today. There you go. <laughs> Look at that, fifty bucks, David. Dude, you're awesome, man. You're awesome, David. Now, of course I gave him the 50 bucks earlier this morning to give to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. David, was that hard for you to give me that $50? Nope. Nope. Why was it not hard for David? Because it wasn't his money anyway. (laughs) Point being, everything we have is from the Lord anyway. And if we're going to move in greater, we've got to be willing to go, Okay, Lord. You're asking me to do, to give at this level, whatever that giving is. You're asking me to give. I'm going to have to trust that what I even have now is from you and that you're able to give me at a higher level. Lord, uh, you're asking me to volunteer in children's church. I don't I don't. I don't let's go back to that. All I feel like I have, Lord, is about an eighth of a cup, and I'm nervous giving that. And the Lord says, if you give me a quarter of a cup, I'm going to begin to pour onto you a heart, understanding, joy, for you know what? you're going to get dumped on with just love and growth and appreciation and so much from being able to serve those kids that you're going to be like, oh, Lord, well, I'm going to give more. Whoop, I'm giving this and see what the Lord, you know you understand what I mean? It isn't just, when well, I'm not just talking money. I'm talking whatever you give, whatever the Lord leads, leads you to pour out, time, talent, or treasures, whatever that is, if you are willing to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to sacrificially give, and when anything comes, I'm going to say, okay, I'm, instead of uh, getting discouraged and grieving and saying, why did I do that? Why, oh, Lord, did I submit to being there two times a month to teach children's church? Instead of grieving over your giving and losing it, going, Lord, I thank you that I have been faithful to this and you're going to change my heart or give me the strength or give me the wisdom or or whatever needs to happen so that I am able to plug in and receive all the blessing that you have for me. Coming into all that he has for you. Number three, you can find in verse 14. Verse 14 says, Supply him liberally from your flocks, your threshing floors, and your winepress. Give to him as the Lord your God has blessed you. So once you move past the uh, selfishness, you move past the, the grieving, the third thing you need to do is increasingly develop that generous heart. Increasingly develop that generous heart. Become someone who's just willing to give and let the Lord funnel stuff through you and enjoy it. Regardless of how He pays you back or how He pours the blessing upon you, just give whatever that is time, talent, treasures. And I'm not just talking here at the church, I'm talking wherever you are in your at. Just enjoy yourself being generous being generous you know we're born selfish but we're born again generous and we have to renew our minds to move into the generosity that the lord has for us is there not a word spoken over our church over metro i'm talking about you know we're kairos now but underneath we're metro christian fellowship Is there not a word spoken over Metro years ago that Metro would be marked by generosity to the poor? It is spoken over us as a corporate body to be generous. And what happens is, is we tend to go through difficult seasons, and we we move out of our generosity because we we because of what we've gone through, we develop this sense of uh, I can't afford to be generous. I was talking to uh, I was talking to one of my kids, and I was like, Oh, hey, uh, are you giving financially from your paycheck to the to the Lord? Because she was calling me a lot and talking about how difficult finances were and this and that. And I said, well, you know, you get paid every, every two weeks. Are you giving any of that to the church? Dad, I can't afford to. And I thought, okay, I need, I need to talk to her about generosity. You know, I've been there. Have you not been there? Have you ever said that? I, I can't afford to give. Oh, I've said that before. It's been a while since I've said that. But what happens with life is that life's circumstances and situations, the enemy comes in and he squeezes you down to where you're back down to a cup. Well, Lord, all I can afford, I can't afford to give more than this. And that is the sign that your generous heart that the Lord has given you has hardened up. And we need to give some, get, get the things broken back off to us, broken back off. Same thing can happen. I mean, I'm talking about finances there. Same thing can happen if you're lonely. You know, I've been hurt. I've been hurt multiple times. This happened to me. That happened to me. Uh, this situation happened to me. And you know, I used to just pour love upon everybody, and now I'm like, you know what? I've got my two friends, and I'm going to stay right here with my two friends because I know they love me. Those are, we call those walls, but it's the same thing. I'm no longer going to give and reach out and be because I've been hurt. The enemy, and what you're saying is, the enemy has wisely attacked me because he has called me to crawl back into my shell. And he has hindered the Lord's ability to give to me because the Lord still gives, I just refuse to receive it. I can only receive to the level I have in my hand. And so this message is to encourage you recognize that and go, Lord, I don't want to live here. The word of increase I want over my life. I want friends. What do I need to do to sow into friendship? Heal my heart from the pain that I suffered in this relationship or that relationship. Help me to forgive and let go of and not hold on to, I'm not going to do anything in my life until they apologize. You know, put yourself in a prison to get back at them. Lord, I want to move forward. And this works anywhere. This works. Marriage, career, your relationship with Jesus, your relationship with the, with the body of Christ, uh, your finances, your family. You know, it's just basically anywhere. Where has the enemy come in and caused you to shrink back and put up a wall and say, this is where I am, Lord. Because this is where our heart is hard. And we need to begin to go out. As a corporate body, you know, we've been through a lot in the last three years. We've, we've moved. We went through a bankruptcy. We, uh, you know, went through COVID. God bless it. Uh, which caused us really to eternalize. And all of our focus has really been a lot on, on us and making sure we feel strong and feel loved and all that. But there's a whole world out there that we're going to have to begin to, if we want to come into who Jesus has for us as a church, we've got to begin to face these things and go, okay, I'm comfortable here, but this isn't where Jesus wants me. And if I'm going to move into what he has for me, and if I'm going to accept the increase, I've got to deal with my attitudes, my unbelief, my faith, whatever it is, repent and begin to move into, and even sacrificially at first, begin to come into the next level of blessing so that I can go to the next level and on and on and on and on. Increase. Increase is the word that he has for you in your at. This word about developing a generous heart, you know, it's basically, it's Jesus saying, hey, kids, grow up. It's one of those hard, every now and then, tap on the bottom, slight kick, you know, loving little kick in the pants of, okay, it's time to grow up. Or, uh, I know you're tired, because I hear about it all the time, every time you call me, you know, we call them, Lord, I'm so tired, I'm so this, I'm, I'm uh, you know. you've whined a lot about it, there's enough whine, now let's deal with it. Let's grow up, let's come into maturity, let's figure this out, let me show you, so that you can come into the increase that I have for you. Number four and the final one, can be found in Deuteronomy 15, 15. It says, remember, after he's told them to do this, you know, after the poor guy comes to you and you're blessing him and you're giving all these things, verse 15, remember that you were slaves in Egypt and the Lord your God redeemed you. That's the why I'm commanding you this today. Remember, I love you, I'm with you, I rescued you. You were on the same path as him, so be generous out of, Remembering who you were. So number four is develop a grateful heart. Develop a grateful heart. We were all once slaves. Slaves to the sins of our, uh, the passions of our sins and the consequences that those sins wrecked in our lives. We all were slaves. Some of you might still be in, in certain areas in bondage. But Jesus has called you into Freedom. Everything we have now is because Jesus has given it to us. So let us never get over being saved. When we get over being saved, we become those really churchy religious people that no one really enjoys. Well, I know why you have a problem. (laughs) You know. Let's not forget and let's be generous Dude, I can totally relate. Man, let me tell you what Jesus did for me. So I ask you today, where are you in your level of giving? What has been the Lord been asking you to do to move to the next level? And are you willing to do it? Where are you in your level of giving? And again, this can be in many different areas. It may be finances. It may be love. It may be your neighborhood. It may be towards yourself. Maybe you don't give yourself any breaks. You just beat yourself up left and right. Where are you in your level of giving? Are you willing to move to that next level? Are you willing to be willing? If you feel like the Lord is calling you to move up, whatever that is, maybe it's from here into a barrel, I don't know. If the Lord is, you feel like the Lord definitely, the Lord speaking to my heart, I want to move up, 2023, I want to grow into increase, I want to move up into that area, I ask you just to stand with me. If you don't know, that's fine to remain seated, it doesn't mean that you're not, you're hardening your heart to the Lord, it's just you need to think about it more, I know some of us are more contemplative and they don't want to do things just to do it, they want to do things because it's meaningful, that's totally fine, you go right ahead. I want you to say this after me. Jesus, I thank you for all that you've done in my life. I give you my life, Lord. All that I have. All that I am. Lord, take it and use it as you desire. I give it to you, Lord. Wherever I am in this scale, Father, increase me. Help me to be faithful to give out all that you've given me. And increase my tent, Lord. Expand me. First and foremost, give me more of you. so that I can give you out to others. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll have this posted on the podcast if you'd like to listen to it again just to meditate on it and to grow. I mean, just to, uh, if it helps you to meditate and, and go through it. But I encourage you... uh, 2023, year of increase. Let's push forward and believe God for what he has for us. Amen? Amen Amen and amen. God bless you. There's a few more cards up here if you'd like to sign. uh, You can leave the cards here or you can put them out on the thing. We thank you. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. See you next week.